Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Real Therapists of Austin. I'm Sarah. And I'm Taylor. And we're here to get real with you about everything. We're two mental health therapists in Austin, Texas, who have a passion for exploring the intersections of mental health and therapy with real life. So join us on this journey as we explore a variety of topics. Today, we're getting real about us. We're going to share a little bit about ourselves, how this podcast came to be, and what we're going to get real about this season. Well, hi, girl. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? You got here at four and it is six. And that's <laughs> just... I think it's very indicative of us. Wouldn't have it any other way, man. No, never. Nope. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad that we finally figured out how to work all this podcasting stuff, too. Yeah. Work the, navigate the podcast app and have microphones attached to us. The tiniest and... little microphones. They're, They're adorable, so, though. I love them. So precious. I, I contemplated getting the small one versus, like, a big, like, handheld microphone. And I was like, no. We no. would look like little newscasters. Yeah, we do. Oh. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a long time coming, you guys. I think yeah. we have been talking about and thinking about doing something like this for, I mean, a year and a half. A year and a half, at yeah. Least. We started talking after the Talks with Tay yeah. video that in a while when I interviewed you on my Instagram. So fun. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're kind of making this happen. I, um, I think we should start with introducing ourselves. Let's do it. So that people can get to know who we are. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my name is Sarah Balconley Watkins, and I am an LPC here in Austin, Texas. And um, for those who don't know, LPC is Licensed Professional Counselor. I feel like I have to say it with my fancy voice. <laughs> um, you what? Deserving. Deserving. It's very yeah. deserving. We worked hard for that fancy we voice. We sure did. <laughs> um, and I am a therapist here in Austin, Texas. And my practice is called Sunstone Psychotherapy. And um, I primarily work with uh, teens and um, young adults, primarily women, young adult women. And couples, and I do a lot yeah. of relational health work. I think a lot of my work is like developing a relationship with yourself yeah. and developing and working on your relationship with other people. Like it's mm -hmm. very twofold for me. Um, we see a lot of anxiety, depression, um, life transitions, um, communication and conflict management, mm -hmm. boundary setting, That's identity work. All that good stuff. I just love a bunch of just stuff. Self stuff. Yeah. Self stuff. Yeah. And then self stuff and how it connects to others. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband was asking me, oh, a couple days ago, he was actually asking me about the your um, practice name, Sunstone mm -hmm. Psychotherapy. And I gave him the most horrible answer. I was like, well, it has something to do with something. And, you know, I just don't remember. I'm not going to answer Gary. Sorry. And <laughs> I just remembered it had some kind of connection to your therapist. Yeah. Um, but then something to do with the actual Sunstone gym. And I, I was like, I'm not equipped to answer this question. <laughs> so can you answer it? Yeah. It's meaningful to you. It is. So um, Sunstone came to be through a couple different things. So it does have a meaning to my, my current therapist. So my therapist has been super influential in my therapy journey. Yeah. 
Um, I've seen her now since I was 18. So 13 years. 13. It's a long time. Yeah. Uh, without any breaks. Like I've never stopped really going to therapy. It's always wow. been like an ongoing part of my life for my adulthood. So, um, and her practice is called Sunbeam Wellness. And so sun is something that's also a part of her practice. And she's also a fire sign. I'm a Leo. She's an Aries. And so she's kind of that fiery sun thing going. Um, so it's partly an homage to her. Um, and when I also was, I love crystals and I, I just think they're beautiful and pretty and I know they're just cool to me. So, mm -hmm. um, sunstone is its own crystal and it's one of the crystals that they say is, uh, you know, kind of connected to Leo's and the sun obviously. I didn't know the sunstone. Leo connection. Yeah. It's like communication connection. There is. Um, yeah. so it's supposed to help with like communication, self-advocacy, boundary setting, um, self-empowerment, a lot of the things that my practice really encompasses and things that I like to do yeah. in, in my sessions with my clients. So, um, it's definitely like representative of that. Mm -hmm. So here we are with Sunstone. That is so cool. Um, but you know, Sunstone almost didn't come to be though, because there, I had another idea, like another name set for mm -hmm. my practice, but somebody already had it. And so oh, I feel like I should remember. You don't have to say it. If you it's don't. okay. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tino shade to whoever had my first practice name. Um, I'm sure your practice is great, but you took my, you took my idea. Well, so you, <laughs> you, I mean, I, just from what I know about you and how I know you and just as a friend and a therapist and all that, there is nothing that could have fit you and your practice better than sense. Truly. Like, Thanks. so I'm, you know, no Tino shade to that person, you know, <laughs> but I, you couldn't have found something that was better fitting and yeah. you definitely grew into it too. And I know, um, I know you have like a container of sunstone gems. Mm -hmm. Do you give those to clients? I have before. Okay. Yeah. Um, I usually as like a parting gift, like if we're transitioning out of treatment, I'll give them oh. one. Uh, but I have given them two for like if they have a big like test coming up or if you know somebody got somebody got something really big, yeah, coming up that they're anxious or nervous about. Sometimes I give them one, so there's a little worry stone in their pocket. Let them know I'm there with sweet. them. Sweet, and yeah. I feel like objects too, especially in the therapy room. That is that energy of the therapy room will leave with that object. So totally, to them, they have a little piece of you, and just everything that you guys have done and yeah. grown together and all the things it's like a little representation yeah us. yeah as you were talking about crystals i'm like looking at my office right now and mine is very <laughs> amethyst theme and i'm about to call my own self out but like my wall is purple i have amethyst over here i'm literally wearing a purple sweater right now <laughs> so <laughs> and that's so, funny because i'm wearing a pink sweater and sunstones are pink oh. <laughs> so it's like so <laughs> It's so representative. But it's amethyst, cute. I feel like, fits you so well. Like, you give big yeah. amethyst vibes. See, it's so funny. I connect with amethyst, but I don't... If somebody were to ask me about the properties of it, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I. it's just something I connect with. Yeah. And, like, that's They're very it. healing. Yes. Amethyst is a very healing yeah. crystal. And I think there's a lot of healing that happens in this space. For sure. You know? And with you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your practice. Oh, goodness. You're a little amethysty looking. <laughs> it should have been amethyst psychotherapy. Or right. 
Um, is Taylor best therapy? <laughs> it's easy. I, it is. I just at the time I was like, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling creative. I was like, it's me. My name's Taylor Vest. It's going to be Taylor Vest therapy. <laughs> and one day I think, you know, when I kind of, I don't know, just grow into the therapy business a little bit more, I'm sure I'll change it down the line, but it's Taylor Vest therapy. And so I am Taylor Vest. I'm actually legally Taylor Coleman. Vest is my maiden name, but um, my business is labeled Taylor Vest. So, <laughs> Um, and then my license is, so I'm also a LPC, a license, a license, how did you, licensed professional counselor. A licensed professional counselor. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of accent that is. It's, <laughs> it's just fancy. It's this fancy. It's yeah, fancy. that's what I would <laughs> And then, so, um, also how, I didn't, I didn't write this down, but how long have you been practicing? How long have I been practicing? That's a great question. Um. How long have I been practicing? You know, math even, is not my strong suit here. Just FYI. We, people don't, don't come even, here to learn math. I just want you to know. That. <laughs> come here to learn. Yeah, um, you can else. learn all sorts of skills in therapy. You cannot learn your math skills in therapy. Um, so I got, I graduated from grad school in 2018 and I got mm -hmm. licensed in 2019. So I've technically been working in the field since 2019. Okay. Um, but Sunstone started in July of 2020. 22 mm -hmm. so almost coming up on a year it's been about nine months now so yearly yeah anniversary. what about you Tay how long have you been practicing so I so I officially started practicing I graduated in December of 19 and then I started practicing in June of 2020 mm. and so that big old gap was because I was taking my exams and then also um <laughs> freaking covid yeah and everybody like just what was that paused everything yeah what? <laughs> um and so anyway i started officially practicing in june 2020 however when i even think of my therapy experience it's going way back like it's going into grad school and the internships that we had to do and then i had thrown myself into a lot of other experiences too of just like i worked with the social worker at a police department and i worked on a student counseling helpline in college so like i feel like my therapy work even before grads it started just before grad school too. totally um and just kind of that would actually be another good podcast of like becoming a therapist and all that yeah anyway, so officially june 2020 and then let's see the population that i like to work with it's very similar to you and that's probably why we vibe so well because mm -hmm. i'll we'll you know refer clients like back and forth and you know we got a couple sibling yeah cases and um so i mostly see teens or preteens and teens is mostly what i have my practice consists of ages eight all the way to 28 so i'm really i really enjoy that young adult stage of like i'm not a kid anymore but I am because I'm not like, it's just, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, and then my specialty is actually in sand tray therapy and I don't even know where to start with that. It's, I mean, if you guys could see her office, we'll have to do like a video <laughs> podcast at some point. I think we be, can do that. That would be, but beautiful. we should tour Tay's sand tray magic workshop here. <laughs> if you guys could see the minis, like miniature, literally toys. hundreds of little figurines to go in her sand tray like it is mm -hmm. wild 
I just, I cannot imagine how much fun your clients must have with this. Oh, it's, well, it goes two ways. It's either so fun for them, love it, or that's a lot of crap on your shelves. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming or it's glorious. And there seems to be no in between. No in between. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is what I do. I, I, this is, I discovered it in grad school and, and when I saw it for the first time, my soul understood it Mm. and that is the only way I know how to describe it it just it made sense to me and so ever since then I just surround myself with it it's um you know it was hard to do in COVID because everything was virtual and this is very hands-on it's a form of expressive arts therapy and that requires a lot of hands-on work so I didn't really get to do it a lot in COVID but um or in lockdown, I should say. Yeah. But now, you know, with being back in person and all that, it is just so healing. So that's, that's what I do. That's I population. That. And I can use, what I love about Santra is you can use it on all age groups, not just kids and teens. You would yeah. think kids and teens because it looks like just toys, but it's actually really powerful with couples yeah, and I bet. families. It, it goes a long way. I love that. Yeah, I feel like I had never really asked you, I think, like, how you got into Santray. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never really knew, like, what, like, if that was something that started in grad school or if that was something that you had tried before grad school. Like, did mm-hmm. you ever, in your own personal therapeutic experience, try Santray? No. No? I didn't know what it was until grad school. The only, the only kind of experience I had with it before grad school was actually when I was a child. I would play with stuff like this. Mm. And so when I saw it, it was very familiar to me. And, you know, I wish we could talk to Sumaya, but, you know, play is how children process things. And yeah. so, and, that, and I was an only child. Or I am an only child. And Another so, thing we have in common. Uh, yes, we're also, we're both yeah, only children. We both have only child syndrome yes. hardcore. <laughs> yes, we do. How do you think your only child syndrome comes out? Like, when do you notice it? Oh. Which is obviously a formal diagnosis, guys. Obviously. <laughs> Just kidding. No. But I, I always joke that, like, only children have their own, it, you know, we talk about birth order psychology. And, I mean, some of it I think is accurate. Some of it I think is kind of bullshit. But right. I think that there's something to some of it. And yeah. I definitely think only children have their own kind of, like, quirks and traits that I see across a lot of them. Yes. Us, us included. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, how does your only child syndrome come out? So I think one thing that you and I had talked about was when you're an only child, you do a lot of things by yourself Yeah, and you learn to do things by yourself because you have to do them by yourself. Mm-hmm. And not that you don't have family and stuff around, but like, it's just you. Mm-hmm. And so that that was how it showed predominantly for me really until I met my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, I don't want to say trust issues, but just at the end of the day, you know, you can only count on yourself and living through that. Um, so that, and then also, (laughs) I feel like I'm putting myself on blast right now, (laughs) but, um, you know, just being in a marriage and like compromise, you know, is so much easier now. Like we come a long way. We've, you know, done our own couples therapy work, but, um, you know, just having to include somebody else in like your vision because you've never had to, 
do that before. Mm-mm. It's very foreign for an only child. Super foreign. Surprisingly, I never really, I didn't have any issues in like bigger groups, like four or five people. Sometimes I struggled in two person groups. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when our personality just didn't click. That yeah. was when it would get really hard. But yeah, I would mostly say just, you know, in marriage, just learning how to include another person. Yeah. In I mean, marriage everything. is the ultimate end to your only child life, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is so true. 100%. I totally What about you? That. You know, I think for me, I definitely can relate to the, like, that self-determination piece, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's only me, and I'm going to have to figure it out one way or the other, you know? And I think I got really good to it, like, not asking for help. And not because nobody mm-hmm. would help me. It's not like anybody was there. Like, it's not like I didn't have anybody there to help me. My parents yeah. were there, and, like, my grandparents were very active in my life as a child. And so it's not like I didn't have people, but I think I just had a very strong sense of, like, I want to figure it out for myself mm-hmm. and like, I don't necessarily want to ask for help. Um, and I think that still carries on to this day. You know, like I think that there's yeah. still times where I'm like, it takes me a while to get to the place where I'm like, okay, yeah, I should probably ask for somebody yeah. help on this or somebody's opinion or something. Um, I think that's something that I really, uh, I don't say I struggle with, but I think it's something that I am just more aware of now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. And I think especially becoming a therapist because in that first few years, like when you're under supervision and, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit, you know, when you first become a therapist, like you have to be under the supervision of another licensed professional counselor right. for, uh, the first 3000 hours, which is a long time. <laughs> two years. It can't be less than like 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. It yeah. took me three to get through mine. Yeah. Um, and you were also... In COVID, too. And it was in the middle of COVID, yeah. yeah. Like, I started, like, my license the year before the lockdown happened. So, Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, that's so much asking for. You have to ask for help. Like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And you need to, if you're going to be a clinically appropriate therapist, you need to be asking for input and asking for support. And so, that was something, I think, for me that I had, I really grew in. And that first kind of introductory part of being a therapist was, Mm -hmm. like, figuring out how to ask for help and not, not even feeling like I didn't really necessarily always feel bad about asking for help or shameful about asking for help. It was mm-hmm. more that like, I just, it's foreign. It's just so foreign. We I just was like, Oh, I got it. I got it. I can figure it out. Yeah. I can do this. Like I'm, and it took me a while to figure out that like asking for help doesn't mean that I can't, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that I can't do something. It right. just means that like, I maybe need a little extra support mm-hmm. or a little tr- push in the right direction. And that's okay. From um, somebody who's been around the block 10 billion times. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was, that's something that I really relate to on that with the only mm-hmm. child thing. I think the other thing too is, man, I don't share good. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like, it's so <laughs> corny, but it's so true. Like, you know, I was talking about wanting to sublet my office, right? And I keep, yeah. that's something I keep saying I'm going to do. Like, for the last several months, I've been like, you guys, I'm going to sublet my office. I don't think I'm going to sublease my office. <laughs> so, like, have I done that? No. And I have pictures. I have, like, a little ad, like, ready to go. I cannot bring myself to post it because I cannot bring myself to think about somebody being in my space. Well, 
we also came both of us came from a group practice previously so yes we we know what it's like to room share we know what it's like for people to take shit out of your room mm-hmm. and you'll never see it again. <laughs> like, oh my god my thinking potties yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my thinking potties that would grow legs and run away yeah. i'm like oh no so yeah. i mean you know in my opinion we don't have to share right now. I don't got to share. We, as the only children, we don't got to share. I don't got to share no more, girl. <laughs> I'm not sharing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's funny because oh. I'll share with my husband, though. Like, that's I, I do feel okay, like, sharing with him in that regard. Yeah. He might say differently. I don't know. We'd have to ask We'd have to ask Carl. We'll get Carl in here. <laughs> Carl, we need to know. Um, but I, I do think that, like, I've gotten more used to sharing with him in that way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I just. I will say, yeah. I do think only children get a bad reputation. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, whenever I would hear, like, just, I don't know, somebody will be, oh, you're an only child. Oh, so. I heard the spoiled a lot. Spoiled. Everybody's like, oh, you're an only child. You must be spoiled. And I'm like, "Mm." that is so offensive. So (laughs) offensive. So offensive because it's like, first off, it's implying that I'm like not grateful for things I have, which is completely not true. Because because it's not dispersed upon other children in the family. It only goes to you. Right. You're like, so does the parental attention. Sure. Try that on. Exactly. Like... (laughs) Oh Try my God. sneaking out of the. It don't work. It doesn't work. No, you can't sneak out the house when you're. And my mama was. She wasn't sleeping. <laughs> so not only was it like so. she would be awake to catch me, there was also nobody else to catch. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's its own. I think you're right. There's a lot of stigma that comes with being an only child. Like, yes. or the other one I hear too is that we're socially like not adjusted well. Or like we're we're I've not. I've never heard that one. I've heard that one before. Like, oh, if you're an only child, you must be weird quote-unquote or like that you're not good at like picking up on social cues or like being good in social interactions but I actually find that it's opposite like because I actually work with quite a few only children it's one of Mm -hmm. those things that I didn't like I don't want to say I specialize in or like I set out to um include but it found me it really did like so I have quite a few only kids in my practice and they are some of the most attuned like clients I've ever worked with and I think a lot of it is because we grew up around adults you know like I don't know about you but like I didn't have I don't even have any first cousins my age so when I go to Thanksgiving dinner it's like me and a bunch of the adults yeah and I think that that really helped us learn and understand how to process social cues Mm -hmm. in a more mature way and in a quicker Mm -hmm. way and and gave us a jump start you know because we were watching adults I agree with that. You know? Like tenfold. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So wild. I love it. So As anything- I'm like kind of talking with you like here, we have, I'm not surprised that we're friends. Just, no. just we see very similar clients. We're both fire signs. You know, I'm a Sagittarius. Yes, yeah, Obviously is. a Leo. Obviously. And then... <laughs> You know, even when I'm describing you, like when I'm telling people about you, I'm like, she's such a Leo. It's great. Like her hair is even wavy like a lion. It's lovely. Um, but okay, so let's let's talk about who we are outside of our therapist role. So what are some things that you like to do and hobbies? Who am I outside of being a therapist? Yeah. yeah. 
Because I'm a therapist and that's cool, but I'm also a lot of other things. And I think that's part of, we'll get into this in a little bit, but part of what, why I really wanted to do a podcast was because I really want to expand and explore who I am outside of being a therapist. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like that therapist role can be really constraining. Yes. um, And constricting. And I want to figure out how to make it more just like a part of me, not all of me. Because there's a lot more to me than just being a therapist, right? Um, what do I like to do outside being a therapist? Well, I'm married. Uh, we just talked about my husband briefly, Carl. 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 <laughs> we, uh, y'all will probably hear about him quite a bit. Um, Carl is He's one of the boy. best people I know ever. I love my husband so much. Um, he is funny. He's also a Leo. <laughs> and y'all are so opposite too. It's, we are. You're similar, but your, your demeanors are opposite. Your energy is very big and vibrant and Carl is so calm and down to earth. He is and, so chill. Yeah. Like nothing rattles him. Like it's wild. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely yin and yang, him and I. Um, yes. But yeah, he's amazing. So we just got married in April of 2022. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary, right. which is wild. Um, so just kind of... Um, being a wife, I am a dog mom. I have two dogs, Huey and Flynn. Um, Huey looks just like a little gremlin, and Flynn is a half Sharpe, half husky, so he's all wrinkly and potatoy and precious. Um, I love to cook and bake. I feel like that's kind of that's the main hobby that I have. I love yes. cooking. And I love baking. I found myself cooking more lately than baking, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's Again, goes back to the kind of like fluidity and creativity I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like baking is much more of a science, you know, like you have to be pretty exact with your recipes yes. and measurements and all that. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard sometimes, right? Like it takes a lot. And with cooking, I feel like I can be much more like chill. And mm-hmm. I just kind of like I spice things when my ancestors tell me to stop, I stop. <laughs> I can kind of just go as I go. And I don't know, it's a lot more like fluid and fun. Yeah. So. Um, I love doing that. Um, I love um, I love to dance. I love yoga. I, I love hanging out with my friends. I feel like that's a big part of my life outside of yeah. work is like my friendships and going on adventures. I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to we try to go on a couple trips a year um, traveling definitely now, especially like I think it's always been something I love, but I couldn't do it for a while, you know, with COVID and then being in grad school and being too broke to travel. Like, yeah. (laughs) So now I have the time, money and ability with to travel. So been doing that a lot. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I like to do. Makeup. Oh, I forgot. <gasps> how can I forget? There's how many palettes? 30 or 70? You guys, I have at least 37 eyeshadow palettes. At least. I said 30 or 70 and it was 37. 37, yeah. Okay. You were close. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it. I used to be to, to uh, kind of get myself through school and stuff. I did makeup and um, I love doing my own makeup. I love doing makeup on other people. It's super fun and creative. You are um, wonderful at putting makeup on yourself, obviously, but other people, like that is a talent. Thank like you. you made me look so nice for the concert we went to for oh. in the fall. We went to Demi Lovato. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I'm so glad that you loved it. It was fun doing it. Oh, I didn't want to take it off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to wear this for three days. Permanently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My big thing with makeup is I feel like um, I love to do makeup that like makes people look like themselves. 
Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes when people like if you ever get your makeup done at like Ulta or Sephora or even just like another makeup artist, like yeah. sometimes it they try to put so much on you that you like don't even look like yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. And that it's not accessible. I like to do makeup that's like accessible for people and it helps enhance the way that they look and makes Aww. them still look like them. Yeah. You know, because I never want to cover anything. I just want to like play with your face. <laughs> you know? I just want to play with your face. You enhance your enhance face. Enhance your face. Yeah. Enhance your features. Totally. So, yeah. but it's funny because like when I tell my clients that I used to do makeup, everybody like is. They're like, really? Because I, like, never wear makeup during the week. Mm. I do, like, brows, lashes, and highlight, and, like, that's it. Yeah. And liner. But, like, I don't do – because for me, a full – it's very Leo of me, right? It's, like, I'm either going to do a full face, and it's going to take me an hour and a half, <laughs> or I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. But if I'm just – if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I don't have time to do an hour and a half of makeup every day <laughs> I would, during the week. I would I just sleep don't. instead. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally rather oh, sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit about my hobbies. What about you, Taylor, with your 8,000 hobbies? <laughs> How much time do we have on this recording? Literally. How much time does Taylor have to talk about her hobbies? We'll be here for three hours. <laughs> I've kind of low-key been dreading answering this question. <laughs> Why? Because I have, like, 8 million things going on at the same time. So, <laughs> a little bit about me is... I have ADHD and, you know, we're talking about only children and how does that show up? Well, let's talk about how my ADHD shows up now. (laughs) You know, I got through grad school. I, you know, ADHD does not stop you from doing what you want to do. So anyway, got out of grad school, did the therapist thing. And um, so I have like five to six different hobbies that I will cycle through. At any given time. At any given time. Yeah. (laughs) So what's more common is all kind of invest my time into one thing and then I'll just kind of get bored with it. Hmm. You know, my, <laughs> my attention goes away. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so then I'll kind of go to something else. And so I've found like a good set of hobbies that I can healthfully help. Healthfully? He- health. Like I have a good healthy relationship with like, I'm going to go here and it's all things like I'm not pulling in, you know, hobbies out of the air. It's like yeah. four or five, actually five or six things that I like consistently go to yeah um do you ever do two at the same time I try not to (laughs) (laughs) I actively try not to why oh because I I have trouble holding two things at the same time because I'll be more pulled to one I yeah I will go after what calls to me gotcha and that's really representative in my opinion of like what I'm needing at that time in my life Mm -hmm. um so let's let's start with the list here um <laughs> going off of memory so the biggest one that i i continually come back to is creative writing so i started writing in 2017 when i was in grad school and probably not a coincidence that i started around that time but it ended up being so cathartic and therapeutic for me um and you know grad school is hell in yeah. all ways and so that is that is something that has just stuck with me and I will take breaks from it and come back. Um, but I, I always come back to that. So writing. I love that. I also love, can I just say really quick, you're talking about how like you started writing in grad school and I was thinking mm-hmm. about how much writing we do in grad school. Right. And, yeah. but how fucking boring it is most of the time. Oh. Like we're writing <laughs> just the most dry blah, like no fun at all. Yeah stuff which I understand it's part of the gig I get it you know what I mean like you yeah, don't go yeah, to grad yeah. school and like you know wave a magic wand and like just 
run around and play games all day. <laughs> right. I get it. We got to do something academic. But yeah. it's I, I love that you took something that you love, which is writing, and, and were able to, like, reinfuse joy in it at the yes. same time that you were doing something that's kind of joyless yeah. with it. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I feel like that about reading. Like, I love mm-hmm. reading. But I, ever since grad school, it is so hard for me to pick up a book. Extremely. Because I just read myself to death. And I am trying to kind of slowly get myself back into it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I love that you were able to, like, create a dual relationship with writing that was not just for the common purpose of school. It was like you were able to infuse joy back into it. Yeah. You know, and keep that joy going. Definitely. I have been writing on and off since I was like 10. I wrote a horrible novel when I was 10 years old and it was like a mystery, um, like a Scooby-Doo-esque type of Oh my God, yes. Oh, and there was like... Oh, can we do a whole episode where you read it like an audiobook? That would require me to find it, and I'm not even willing to do that. No! So, <laughs> I just remember, I remember people telling me it was good, and it was people that, like, well, I was, like, 10, so maybe they all lied to me. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> like don't kill this 10-year-old's dream. But, like, it, it was some kind of murder mystery, and it was, like, good, and I remember, like, and then, you know, it got to the, um, the climax of, like, mm-hmm. where the problem is, and how are they going to solve it? I just skipped that part entirely what do you mean skipped it i just did not write it it just it, in my little 10 year old brain it just i don't like it oh. just it, it worked itself out i don't know ever after like it was i just and i remember that that's now. funny and and it's not really something i struggle with now of like you know writing a, like a conflict and how they resolve it right and, building that story and yes, stuff yeah yeah that's so, so cute. Oh, gosh. So, okay, so we have writing. Writing. And then we have making tumbler cups. And that, I'm looking at Sarah right now, who is drinking out of the Sunstone Psychotherapy tumbler cup that I, I love made my tumbler. People think you got merch. Mm-hmm. Like people-, <laughs> people ask me all the time on IG, like, oh, my God, do you have, can I get that? Do you have merch? Yeah. I'm like, no, this was custom made by somebody. And yeah. like Sure, we could do merch if y'all want to pay like $80 a tumbler for, you know, because I want to pay Taylor for her time and effort. Sure. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's so cute though. I love it. Oh, and when I get into it, I get into it. Like, oh gosh. No, when you're making cups, you're like making cups. I'm like, who in the world needs a cup? Because I'll yeah. make it for them. Yeah. Like, just, I don't have enough people in my life to make enough cups. It's, I just need to get more people so I can give them cups. Like, yeah. Only for the, like, make new friends only for the purpose of. Do you have a cup tumbler or not a cup tumbler? What? I, <laughs> I thought of tumbler like the social media app. <laughs> Do you have a cup Instagram that yes. we can shout out so that people can find you if they want a tumbler that are listening? I have one, but it's, I am hesitant to give it out because the reason that the cup hobby and making tumbler cups is is something that I do periodically is because if I spend too much time with it, there's a chemical called epoxy that mm-hmm. is actually what makes your cup smooth on the outside. Uh-huh. You can have a chemical reaction to that. Oh. Do you remember when my eyelid got swollen like yes. that? Yes. This was a while ago. I probably mm-hmm. sent y'all pictures of like, like oh my eye guys, but it only one of my eyelids will get swollen and the, I, I just haven't been able to find a way to help 
that. Gotcha. Just, it, it's not, I can do about two to three cups, but it's when I get into like 10 plus that like my gotcha. body's like, here's a very red inflated eyelid. Yeah. That's my sign. Okay. Well, we don't want that. So, right, okay. So y'all don't get no tups, cups listeners. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. No tumblers for you. <laughs> We got to preserve Tay's eyesight. Yeah, please. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm also pregnant. Yes, she is. I am. I'm like, um, actually, tomorrow will be 16 weeks. So So exciting. Yeah. So I definitely haven't done cups since then. I don't know if it's a health. Honestly, if my eyelid is is swollen, then I probably should not. Like, I'm not (laughs) pregnant. Then I probably should not do it while pregnant. Shouldn't do it while you're pregnant. That's fair. I have no Google information if that's accurate or not but it's a chemical it can cause health issues so i'm just not doing it. that's fair so cups and then um i love video games i'm kind of on a video game kick right now and i like sandbox video games so like just open world like do whatever you want you know kind of like your sand tray yes yeah it's very strange (laughs) Um, so i do video games um my husband does video games too that's that's a we both just have a passion for that. And we don't play the same things. He's all like Call of Duty. I'm like, give me a farm to do the same thing every day. <laughs> like that's my farming simulator. Yeah, video games. Then, um, <sighs> paranormal investigation. Yes. And we're gonna do a episode on mental health and paranormal later on. Yeah, like a special episode. We're going to do a um, special edition Halloween episode and yes. it's going to be so fun. I think it's going to be great. I, I have loved joining you on these hobbies, but like with the paranormal yeah. investigation hobby. So we, Tay and I went for her birthday in December. She took me on my first paranormal investigation and we went to the Yorktown Memorial Hospital in Yorktown, Texas. Mm-hmm. One of the most haunted places in Texas, they say. Yeah. And uh, they ain't lying, you guys. It was... <laughs> the labor and delivery room was horrifying yeah Sarah (laughs) cried I still have a bruise on my knee from diving onto the floor yeah (laughs) it it was a whole thing it was a whole video proof we do to yeah yeah so paranormal investigations I've done that since 2016 I yeah 2016 and um I've just I've loved it. I really enjoy the science part of it. Um, not really like the theory part of it, but just, you know, I don't know if we'll see this in our lifetime, but science is trying to find a better way to understand what's happening. Um, you know, even doctors in the medical field, you know, people will have near death experiences or out of body experiences during surgery. There's, there's just a whole, I feel there's a whole part of life that science is not tapped into yet. And I just love exploring that. Yeah. We got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I will on and off do paranormal investigations. Um, I know I have like two more that I just haven't done in a while. Hobbies. But those are the. Those keep you busy. ones. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the ones that keep me the most busy. I love it. I love it. So we both have a lot of like kind of big life stuff outside of being a therapist which is cool I think that um you know one of the intentions that I had for this podcast was like I said like exploring who how to how to be more just me Mm -hmm. and not just therapist me right Mm -hmm. and kind of being able to join all of that um which kind of leads us into our next question which was 
with that we wanted to address here was how did we even get to this podcast right like how did this come to be why are we here why are we here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know i think that really our i think it like you're kind of right about how our our friendship is a natural this podcast is a progression i think a natural progression of our friendship mm-hmm. you know and something that i really wanted to take this journey with you you mm-hmm. know and and our friend Ian. So we have a yes. good friend of ours, Ian, who we love dearly. Um, and he is our third real therapist of Austin. Um, but unfortunately, he cannot join us this season. He's got some life stuff going on and busyness. It's busyness. It's hard out there. But um, we love Ian dearly. And yeah. the original idea was the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. That was how we kicked it off. Yeah. Because you and I. So for a little backstory, I. This would be another hobby that I picked up for a little while, but I did a Talks with Tay series in the fall of 2022, I think. And um, that was where I interviewed other therapists who I knew in the city. And we just talked about their journey of becoming a therapist, which if you if you want to go check that out, it's on my therapy Instagram. Sarah was one of the people I interviewed and we kind of noticed that her and I, ha- I mean, we are friends. We know that we have good energy and we can converse about literally anything under the sun and hours hours yeah and we're (laughs) trying to keep these podcast episodes under an hour we'll see we'll see yeah anyway but the (laughs) talks with tay episode that the one with me and you you and i got the most views out of all of them even on youtube we're like just there, there was something there between how you and I, probably because we're fire signs, and we're just, <laughs> you know, feeding that fire off each yes. other anyway. But um, yeah, so there was something there to that and we noticed it. And then we also have great chemistry with Ian and we all like just balance each other out really well and can talk for hours. And that's kind of, you know, we have our little real... Therapist of Austin group chat, text yes. chat between the three of us. And so we just, and Ian's been on a podcast too before. He was on um, Therapist on Tap. Yeah, Therapy on Tap Therapy was on Ian's top. podcast. So mm-hmm. shout out Therapy on Tap. Yeah. Um, it's another great podcast with a couple of other therapists here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he had introduced, I think, Tay, you did an episode. You recorded with them once, did, right? About ghosts. About ghosts, <laughs> yes. And then I actually did record an episode with them as well, but it never got aired. Yeah. Um, but it was such a cool experience. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, this would be so fun to do again at some point. Yeah. And then, so when we all, the three of us kind of clicked and we're talking and realized that we would have a great, we have a great chemistry for this kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I think we all three have kind of a passion for wanting to expand mental health outside of the therapy room Yes. and making it more approachable and more accessible and Mm -hmm. more easy to digest and fun honestly like I mean mental health is a serious topic obviously and there's a lot of serious things that we'll cover here but Mm -hmm. we also want to make it something that is like there's also lightness to it too you know and there's there's fun to it and there's excitement to it and there's beauty in it that I think that we want to like we all really feel strongly about bringing out into the community and being able to have some more congruency with like who we are as therapists versus who we are as humans because mm-hmm. they're really kind of the same thing. You can't pull them out. You can't pull out the therapist from the human and you really can't no. pull out the human from the therapist. The, the 
those two parts really get infused i think during yeah. grad school like you you go through a gosh that could even be a whole podcast episode of how did you make it through grad school how what did you that? survive grad school what let's get real like? about survival mode in grad school <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it makes you like face yourself yeah and whatever that looks like and so you you kind of evolve as a human i would even say a hundred percent and because you have to yeah a hundred percent i agree so but yeah and i think that we really you know i think it's important to try to highlight that we're people too yeah you know we're human at the end of it right whether we have a fancy degree that we say in a fancy way or license we don't, right? Counselor. License professional counselor. I need to stop saying that. <laughs> license professional counselor. Okay, oh. so, what are your hopes and intentions for this podcast? What do you want this podcast to be? I want it to be an expansion of what you and I were doing on the Instagram live when I interviewed you for Talks with Tay. It was, we could have gone on for two more hours and we went over two hours. So we could have gone <laughs> I forgot that we did that. <laughs> four hours. Yeah. And you know, there's just, you and I talk about things, but we, I was going to say, we talk about things well, but like, I don't even, it's more like. <laughs> we do though. We feed off of each other and it makes really good, we think it makes really good conversation. But, you know, therapy and mental health, I just don't think people know how fun it is. Mm. It's very hard stuff, yes. And it is full of gems and like beautiful moments and so much laughter and laughter is so important i think to you and i like totally laughter is a part of our friendship yeah and it's a part of my sessions too with clients of just integrating it when we can learning to laugh um i love that it's yeah. so important it's i think that if we don't laugh we cry right yeah um i was talking a couple days ago too um so our Tay and I are office neighbors. Um, like we rent offices in the same building. She's like down the hall from me. We have a couple of other therapists and, and friends between us. But mm -hmm. um, the guy that is next door to me, his name is Jeff Lutz. He's also an LPC here in Austin. He's an amazing therapist. He's actually how we found this building. He's actually how we found the building. Yes. That's a whole the little, story. Yeah, that was a whole twist of fate, right? Yeah. Um, but I was talking to Jeff, we share a wall, right? And, you know, sometimes walls be a little thin and we want to make sure we're like, we check in with each other sometimes about like, what are, are you hearing me? Am I hearing you? But um, yeah, just making sure, right? But he, a couple of days ago, we had our little, we had a little check in, we were saying hi. And um, I said, he asked if I could hear him through the wall. And I was like, not really. I said, unless I'm sitting really close or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, I said, do you hear me? And he said, not really. All I mostly hear is laughter. He goes, I can hear when you guys are laughing. And that, I laughed because, first off, I just have a very distinct laugh. I cackle. Like, I, everybody knows when I'm laughing because you can hear it from, like, a mile away. Yeah. So, I was like, of course he hears the laughter, right? But, but I remember thinking after the fact, like, what a beautiful compliment that was. Like, the fact that he's like, I can hear laughter through, my wall, through your walls. That was beautiful to me. Yeah. I was like, that means that my clients are, were comfortable and were yeah. enjoying the process. And, you know, yeah, sure, he might hear some crying or he might hear some arguing or whatever, and that's okay too. But, like, 
that's not what he said he hears he hears laughter Mm -hmm. and I was like that's beautiful like I'm so proud that if you're gonna hear anything through my walls it's laughter it's laughter you're I I just love your laugh so much (laughs) It, it makes me smile like I was telling Sumaya you know I have a noise machine outside my door my office neighbor who I share a wall with Sumaya also has a noise machine outside our door. And then Jeff, your neighbor, has... So there's three noise machines between you and I. Mm-hmm. And two closed doors. I still hear you laugh. Stop, really? I Yes. <laughs> and it just... And granted, the one time I did hear you, my door was not closed. Yeah. But I was like, that just makes me so happy. <laughs> you're, you're just... Yeah. It carries. Yes. Yeah. It's if somebody... If I think something's funny... Y'all are going to know it. Nobody's, I'm not like a quiet, like, oh, hee, hee, hee. like, no. no. I'm like, cock, 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 cock. like, <laughs> I can't hide it. Goodness. I love it. I love it. What are, so tell me what, what are your hopes? For this I podcast? just hope that this podcast reaches people who are thinking about therapy, thinking about taking that next step, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think it can be really scary and I think it can be really hard. And I think that there's so much mystery about not just therapy itself, but like therapists. Yeah. You know, like there's so much, I, I don't even think that it's always the mystery about therapy and the therapy process that keeps people away. Mm -hmm. I think it's sometimes also that the mystery about us, you know, and yes. who we are as people and the the type of people that we are. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what type of person becomes a therapist. Yeah. And there's a lot of different types of us, right? Like yeah. there's tons. Takes all kinds, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of types of people that are a lot of types of therapists. There's therapists that are more serious, there's therapists that are more structured, there's therapists that are less structured, that are less serious, that are um I, I think that for me, like, I want to demystify who we are, yeah. you know, and know the, the types of people out there that are providing therapy for people are mm-hmm. also people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that if people listen to this and are able to see not just the, the vastness of therapy itself, and all the different complexities and different feelings and experiences and emotions and all the pieces of it. I hope they're able to see not just that of the therapy session itself, but also of the people who are working in the field. Yeah. And highlight some of the experiences that other people have outside that maybe aren't in the therapy field, but also intersect with it in some yeah. ways. So some of the episodes that we have coming soon are, I'm so um, excited. We got some very nice, interesting content. Yeah, we have some good content coming up. Yeah. We have, uh, we're going to be talking uh, to healthcare workers. We're going to be talking to teachers. We're going to be talking to moms. We're going to be talking to um, just people who have maybe aren't necessarily working specifically in the mental health field, but work in fields that intersect with it very frequently yeah. because it is a huge part of our lives. It is a big part of who we are and it is a big part of society, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be really cool to be able to, um, 
to be able to go down that path. I think so too. Yeah. It, mental health is one of those things where it's a little bit, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's just. I mean, think about just even in this conversation, you and I have come up with like two or three other ideas of like different podcasts that we could, different topics, different things we could talk about. We have a whole episode bank that we have. Like we already have all the episodes planned for season one and we have like five or six already for season two. Yeah. And we have not even recorded an episode. Yeah. (laughs) What I mean? Like. And I'm even looking at, you know, you know, we're, we're going to interview people and, and different, um, just capacities and different employments. And we're also, you know, we have intentions of talking about some other things of like mental health and fame. And, you know, not that we can speak to this, but what is, what is it like to be famous? And also, you know, the, the mental health, I don't know what Britney Spears is coming to mind. Yeah. Just what fame does to somebody. Yeah. I think that's a whole. And the like level of the level of vulnerability that fame reaches Mm-hmm. Like, think about how vulnerable you are when you're famous and how, if you're not equipped for that level of vulnerability, I mean, how, like, child actors, yeah, like, yeah. who haven't even consented to it, yeah, can't consent to it, right? Like, I, and, and how that impacts them. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's fascinating. And we're also, you know, we have intentions of talking about the media and, and cancel culture. So, mm-hmm. like, very relatable things that, you know, a wide variety of people from famous people all the way to like just everyday people on their Instagram feeds. Like yeah. it's, it's something that impacts us more than we know. A hundred percent. We have some exciting stuff. We do. So, so y'all ex- better stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we have quite a few interesting topics for future episodes and speaking of interesting topics and questions, I know you did an Ask Me Anything like Q&A thing on your Instagram story. I did. Tell me about that. I got the most random questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was so fun. I don't know why I was expecting like very personal questions or uh-huh. like things about me, but it was like super random, which I loved. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, we can do that. We'll go with it. <laughs> um so I thought I would answer our questions here I felt bad because I had put on the Instagram post like hey like ask me anything it'll be answered um in a super top secret special project like I'll answer it later <laughs> so I'm answering it now this is so if you asked a question secret. this is for you um I'm not going to name who asked the questions um uh, one of them may or may not be a client so I got to <laughs> Can't name names. HIPAA compliant. Yes, HIPAA. This is a safe space, honey. So, um, but I thought it'd be fun to bring him here. And I think so. Yeah. This would be a nice like little wrap up the episode. Totally. Ask me anything? Little ask me anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my first question that asked somebody asked me was, "Do you have a name for your snake plant?" <laughs> you did the, say ask me anything i did say it's ask fair. me anything um and the picture i had t- taken a selfie and put mm-hmm. the question box on there and my plant was in the background so that's hilarious i was like oh okay um you know it's funny i don't name my plant so i have a, quite a few plants i'm a plant person my mom actually works in interior landscaping so she does like plants in like office buildings and malls and hotels and that's cool stuff like that yeah so I grew up around plants my whole life Mm -hmm. um 
and I've finally gotten a good little green thumb going. Um, but I don't name my plants. I name everything else in my life. Like I name dogs. I name your car, my car. I name like I'll name random animals. Like I'll name all sorts of things. But like I just I don't know why I don't name my plants. But maybe I should. Does your mom? No. <laughs> no, but she has too many plants. True. How would she name? But she's like she's that one that knows the like fancy name of plants. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, that's a. The Jurassicus, you know, and I'm like, it's an orchid or whatever, you know. It's not. I don't even know what I just named, but it's like, she's like, oh, that's a like the little scientific, like scientific names, yeah. Like she'll like I have a a couple of pothos ivies Mm -hmm. in there, you know, but like I just call them like ivies or I just call them like a plant. She's like, well, that's a pothos, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, just call it a plant, Lisa, Mom. why do you know that? Mama I Lisa. Mean, it is her career, so I'm not surprised. I and know, also- but she expects everybody else to know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not that well-versed, Mom. I'm just not. That's funny. Yeah. But anyway, so no, I don't name my plants. I mean, but I, I have plastic plants. <laughs> do they require names? I think you can name them if you wanted to. Because they're thriving. They are. Constantly. They look great year-round. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only kind of plant I can manage to keep alive. Plants are tricky. The kind that require nothing. <laughs> the kind that are... So plants is not going to be one of your hobbies. Pro- no. I'm assuming. No. 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 <laughs> not even like outdoor gardening? No. No. They No. I feel that. It's it's definitely like it wasn't a hobby that I picked up until. It's funny. When we were talking about hobbies. I like didn't even think to name plants. But I guess I kind of. I have a little bit of a plant hobby. We have several, yeah. Yeah, I have plants at home, and I have plants yeah. here. My plants on my patio are like, like R.I.P. Gone too soon. Like they, <laughs> they're gone. Um, yeah. Partly because they like, I just I don't know. I'm not outside on my patio that much, so I'm I don't give them yeah. as much attention. And then I forgot to bring them inside when we had. Remember on Christmas when I got really cold here, mm-hmm. we had like that big hardcore freeze, and it was yes. like eight degrees on Christmas. Like yes. I had gone home. I'm from Houston originally. I'm from Houston. And, and um, I like to make that very clear also, by the way. Like, I am not from Austin. I am a real therapist of Austin. But I am not from Austin. I am not an Austin girl. I am a Houston girl. Okay, let's get that very clear. <laughs> anyway, I went home to Houston. I forgot to take my plants inside. Oh, and plants. so my outside plants. And so they all just died. Anyway. Um. But yeah, hobby. I, I feel like plants are a hobby that I developed like as I got older. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they just. Um, I grew into being a plant lady. Yeah, I don't think I was responsible enough in my early twenties to take care of plants, but it's gotten I better. Just don't remember. Yeah, because I don't have the attention span. I feel that to hold all of that in my memory. I know. I've had to get really good at figuring, like, looking at a plant and being able to tell if it needs water. Because I don't, like, physically, I don't remember the last time I watered my plants. I just kind of keep an eye on them. Mm. And if they look sad, I help them. You know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Therapist Sarah. Therapist, plant therapist. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So, talking about plants, I think that leads nicely into that second question you put on here. Yeah. So, the second question I got was... Um, what is my rose, thorn, and bud of the week? Uh, which is such a cute question. Um, it's 
kind of the same. I don't know if you guys have heard of like peaks and valleys or so it, it basically is in reference. Sunshine and rainbows. No, or that's the same. Sunshine thing. and rain clouds. Yes. Maybe sunshine and storms. that makes more sense. Yeah. Something basically, it's like the, what's the highlight of your week? What's the low point of the week? Mm-hmm. Your challenge, and then what's something that you're looking forward to? Um. So I think for me, the rose has been um. It's been spring break this week. Yeah. And I'm daylight savings time just happened. And although that really screwed with my brain, like I could not make sentences for the first 48 hours of daylight savings time. <laughs> I like could not make complete sentences. Um, I am loving the extra hour of sunshine. Like it is yeah. so good for my little Leo's brain. I am like, oh, yeah. So great. So that's definitely been a rose, is like enjoying that extra hour of daylight. Mm-hmm. Um I think the thorn was losing the hour of sleep. I don't know. Did I that like that. mess with you, Tay, at all? Like I oh, so badly. So bad. We're but we're big sleep people. Like yes. you know, we can sleep in till noon with absolutely no problem. A hundred percent. So like I slept until one one day this week. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. I just I was that tired. Like I just I was like, I'm not gonna I'm gonna let myself wake up when I wake up. Yeah. Even if that's in the afternoon. Even if that was afternoon. Even if I literally <laughs> miss half the day. <laughs> I love it. I mean, sometimes you have to do that, though, honestly. Yes. You know, it's, like, yeah. so important to get that extra sleep. And I think especially this week, like, it just scrambled my brain up. I feel like my mm-hmm. brain turned into scrambled eggs for the last week. It's gotten better towards the end of the week. But I definitely, like, Monday, Tuesday, I just was like, <laughs> like, where, who am I? Who am where I? Am I? What's like, going on? I could not, I could not figure anything out. I kept yeah. running into stuff. Too. I have like clumsy moments. I think I told you I like, you did. I kept like running into stuff. I like one of my plants fell off my printer. Cause I oh, keep yeah. a plant on my printer. Yes, who does that? that. Mm-hmm. But I do. <laughs> it's, it's, my printer is a great plant stand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I kept dropping stuff. Like it was just a mess. So mm-hmm. that was definitely my thorn, but. We're, we're getting through it. We're getting better. Yeah. And I think the bud for my week is this podcast. Yeah. So fun. I'm so glad we're finally doing it and mm. recording this first episode has been great. I think that was, that's been my bud as well as just, you know, looking forward to this. I started getting excited when I was testing these mics on like Tuesday. Yes. I was like, these are good quality and we're going to sound so good. And I was just getting hyped for it. And and also because it was so fun to do that Instagram live with you. And we were both like, why don't we do this more? Like, yeah, we, we should do, do this. this. <laughs> Let's do another one. And then like life. I love you know? it. Um, that was definitely my bud is just doing this. I'm going to go backwards. So my Yeah, thorn, what's your thorn? Um, honestly, I think lo- losing that hour with the daylight savings time because I haven't been able to fall asleep very well this last week and just... I will struggle for about the first week or two after we have a time change, even if it's the fall, fall back. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it just takes me a minute. So just kind of disrupt disruption in my sleep schedule for sure. And then my rose, I would say would be spring break because I only saw five clients this week. You only saw five, five lucky duck. I just, Got all the time I off there. Freaking slept until one p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, and it. I didn't. You know, we'll get in work mode, and we don't realize how much we work until we completely stop. Yeah. And I don't know. It's been kind of like spring break has checked me 
for a little bit. Like it's it's kind of making me slow down and be like, so this is what it's like to only see five clients. Yeah. Like, I need to see more than that for, you know, my bills. But, like, right. <laughs> but, my bank account wants me to see more. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't seen this few since probably the beginning of June 2020, July, when I wow. first started working. I cannot remember a time where I only saw five. Wow. That's, it's definitely a big difference. I think mm-hmm. when you like are going and going and going and then you don't even realize the impact it's having. Yeah. You know, and then you stop and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like I'm tired. Yeah. You're like, wow, I've been drained. And I'm also or... like growing a child. So yeah, I you're growing have... a whole human. Yeah. It's <laughs> like not no small feet. No. Like, yeah. I just, I feel like, yeah, just it's making me kind of reevaluate where I put my energy and yeah realize i need to start conserving some energy and maybe not work as much but yeah. ask me how to do that i couldn't tell you i don't know don't ask me i saw 14 people this yeah. week and i was spring break so that's that's <laughs> wild man i have 21 next week like what am i gonna do i don't oh even know the last gosh. time i saw that many people in one week i'm like oh my gosh yeah some weeks be like that it'd be like it that sucks. i think it was like because i did have a lot of people go on spring break and now here they all come and they all coming back yeah, yeah. and then I, I had a couple of like I was trying to get some parent sessions and stuff scheduled in there mm-hmm. but some people couldn't come during spring break so the parents were like oh can we do the week after so it's I think that that's kind of what happened too is like yeah. my whole plan of like well I'm just gonna put parent sessions in the place of the kids yeah well that well no like they're also on vacation they're, they're with like, the kids yeah <laughs> Done. So, but you know, it's it's just all part of the game. Yeah, so, I get that. We're learning. We're figuring it we out are. one week at a time. And then you got one last question on here that, yeah. that was really good. We went ahead and decided we're gonna shelf this and make it its own episode. But yes, you want to? It is such a good question. It, I loved this one. It's great. Someone said, "What is a quote unquote normal range of how much therapy should cost?" Oh. There is so much to unpack in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, Tay and I were talking about it before we recorded and we decided that For we're like going to go. 20 minutes at least. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so then we were like, let's do an episode. On yeah. This later we on. need to do an episode on this uh, because I think there's so much to it, right? Like it, it goes into accessibility. It goes into being a private pay cl- uh, therapist versus a therapist that takes insurance. Mm-hmm. It goes into you know, our cost of living, what do we need to sustain versus what are, what is affordable for other people? Um, I think that the wording of this question was really interesting. What I saw was what is a normal range of how much therapy should cost? Should. And my thing was how much should it cost versus what it does cost? Yeah. And those are two very different things. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think it really deserves its own episode of, I, you know, addressing it more. Um, there's a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. Because even of... what I charge for, I don't take insurance. I'm a private pay therapist and um, cash pay only. And well, not cash. I don't take cash. Cash. I, you know, I, I run credit cards. I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm not responsible enough you to keep up with table. like actual You're dollar bills. The table yeah. <laughs> don't tell the IRS. Oh my gosh. I thought this was a safe HIPAA compliance space. So I'm just kidding. Um, no, but like I, I don't take insurance, and so. Uh, clients pay me directly for their services and mm-hmm. um even that like I sometimes feel uncomfy with how much I'm charging mm-hmm. but it's what I know I need to charge to sustain my business and my lifestyle to flip to stay afloat right yeah right because fun fact you guys if you're not living in Austin and you're listening to this Austin's 
expensive. Like it is not a cheap place to live. It is not a cheap place to work. It is not a cheap place to play. Mm -mm. It is not a cheap place to be. And uh, I think that our rates have to reflect that. And also like just me personally, I still struggle sometimes with, I think, not being worth what I charge. I know I'm worth what I charge, but knowing that there's so many people out there that need services that need me to charge less, you know, and kind of just exploring what that we even have an episode on the like the business of therapy. Yeah. And and this question kind of goes in with that of like considerations that honestly I wouldn't have thought of until I became a therapist. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of misconception about why people charge what they charge out here. And, um, it's a really a double-edged sword, you know, cause I, Extremely. I'm very passionate about accessibility and I'm very yeah. aware of the need for accessibility. And also like, there's a lot of expense and things that you guys don't see that we have to think about, you know, that is not just overhead expense, right? Like mm-hmm. operation and expense of running a business. There's so much more that goes into it for us. I think that, and you don't even realize it until you're in it. You know what I mean? Like that's the other yeah. thing too is I didn't even realize what what I what what went into it until I was in my own private practice, not even in the group practice. That was like a baby step of it. But mm-hmm. I think I didn't really understand all of it, the whole picture, until I was in it. And mm-hmm. how do you explain that to a client, or how do you explain that to somebody? Oh, it's it's confusing enough explaining that to another therapist, especially. Yeah. I mean, just you know. If, if I had to give a short, a very brief, short version to answer this question, what I would say is it depends on so many things. And that's the most frustrating answer, I think, in the world. But it depends on where in the world you live. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it depends on the state that you live. Not only that, it depends on the city you live. Not only that, where in the city you live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So many things. So many things, right? Yeah. It's and there's so many things even within all of those things, right? Like we can talk yeah. about like, do you live in a state that does state income tax? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be paying more in taxes, right? Like we live in Texas, we don't have state income tax, we just have regular income tax, right? But like right. what do therapists do in states where there is a state income tax? Yeah. Right. And they have to set a whole nother portion of their income aside. Um, I'm on a couple of there's a Facebook group that's like a uh, like money for mental health therapists, kind of a Facebook group, and mm-hmm. people from all over the country are there, and it's so interesting. I think to see the cross section of like yeah. where are people, where are people located, what are they charging, are they taking insurance, are they not, like how does their business operate, and there's so much to be explored yeah. in that. You know that those types of things are going into their business decisions as well, just like they're going into ours. So, right. um. You're totally right. It definitely depends. And it, it, uh, that's, I know that that's not the answer anybody wants. <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the real answer. It's and the real answer. But up, that was a good tie in. I need to put like a little but up in there. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, we'll Maybe once I'm playing yeah, yeah. with this editing. Y'all already know that's gonna take me a minute. I don't. I did not get a master's degree in editing podcasts, so we're gonna have to figure this one out. But it's all right. We got it. You know, one one thing I want to add really quickly before we end is another hope and intention that we have for the podcast is to be unfiltered about what yeah. we're talking about. You know, 
you know, we may hiccup several times. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally physically hiccup. We may (laughs) (laughs) like we we are here to be real in the way that that is for us, you know, yeah. And that means we're not splicing. We're not doing a whole lot of editing here and there. We're not going to be filtering things out in the editing process. And nor do we want to really filter out what we're talking about either. Mm -hmm. And then what we have to say, like we're coming at this very real, like as you've already heard, you're going to hear us curse. (laughs) You're going to hear us maybe have opinions that you might not agree with. You're going to hear us have experiences that you may or may not have or be able to relate to. And that's okay. Like, just in the same way that you guys have experiences and opinions that we or may or may not agree with, but that's okay. Like we want to make, as we said earlier, like making space for the expansiveness mm-hmm. of just life in general is so important. I agree. Yeah. Well, we are so excited that you guys are here for this. Good yeah. job, Tay. We did it. I know. Oh my gosh. It, it's so... been less than two hours. That is amazing. <laughs> we're do- we're improving. We are. We're figuring it out. Maybe we can. I think this one will probably be about an hour and 20. I bet we can get it. We probably can't get it less than like an hour and a 15 knowing us, but we did pretty damn good. We did. <laughs> we're learning. You we know, are learning. If we keep jumping into this podcast, we'll get the hang. We'll get a routine. Yes. A hundred percent. This is episode one. We've 100%. got a long way to go. Well, what are we doing in episode two, Tay? Do you know what we're doing for episode two? What we're doing or when we're doing it? What we're doing. What we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me scroll up on our list. So... Looks like right now the lineup says we're going to talk about friendship next time. And yeah. let's get real about friendship. I love it. That'll I'm be so, so interesting. That'll be such a good with one. Other therapists and friendships with non-therapists. Their oh, friendship, so the importance of friendship, so much. All of that. Making friends as an adult. I feel like that's something I want to talk about. It is hard making friends as an adult. So hard. So hard. And it's but it's so important. So we are going to get real about that next time. We would love for you guys to um, subscribe to our podcast, like our podcast. You can listen to it wherever you get podcasts from. Um, We are going to have a social media account that we will post in the um, notes of the episode. Mm -hmm. And you guys can follow us on social media. Uh, We're also going to post our own individual practice social media in there. So if you guys want to follow us individually, you can. Um, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya. Stay real, listeners. Be real, you guys. Be real. Be real. <laughs> <laughs>